This is the University of Northern Colorado Bears Coaches Show. Live at the Goat Sports Bar on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Jerry Shamal. Hey folks, welcome to the Goat Sports Bar here in Greeley with the UNC Coaches Show. Yeah, a little round of applause here for the Coaches Show. We don't have many of these left, by the way, so we're doing some of our last uh, of this season on this Tuesday night here at the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley, and it's supposed to be a, a cool, a colder night tonight, so get ready for that, and as well to everybody, happy Valentine's Day. We're going to start with one of the players from the women's team, Hannah Simmontel, one of my favorite people on that, <laughs> on that roster. We have a little bit, Terry. Oh, no. Okay. You're just you're cheering for her? Okay. Number 10. Number 10. <laughs> All me. right. Had uh, Hannah on last year and just had a great chat with her and back here. And then uh, we'll have Hannah on for a couple segments, and we'll talk to her head coach, Kristen Mateo. All right. Let me start with your team right now. I know a tough road trip. You guys, I'm sure, would be glad to be back. But that was yeah. a tough couple games, huh? Yeah, it was tough, but glad to be back, hoping to bounce back right before the tournament, get a, get a little run going, and, you know, take it from there. That's what you want, right? You want to be for playing sure. your best basketball? Yeah, Come right tournament about now. Time, right? yeah. 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 And you guys did that last year, right? You yeah, we did. You played well. Yeah, we made a little run in the tournament, um, knocked down the number one team. Um, it was really exciting, and I think we, we have big hope for this year, too. Can you, on a road trip like that, you guys lose at Portland State and at, uh, Sac- at Sacramento State, what do you learn from that, those two road games? You know, what, I think, what do you take home? I think there's just so much we can learn from it. Like I feel like most of our um, things we need to clean up are on our end. It's nothing that other teams are doing. It's just cleaning up what we got to do, which I think is the best way to improve. Um, just knowing that it's our mistakes and it's not like these teams are just phenomenal. Of course, they have great talent, but we do too, and I just think cleaning up our end and we'll be able to compete with anybody. Coach has said many times in the show this year, Hannah, that she feels like her defense is where it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. but the offense maybe not clicking all the time. Yeah. Would, would you agree? You know, I think that comes with just playing with each other. You know, this group, we haven't played with each other yeah. at all. I mean, even the returners from last year, uh, we have Delaney, who she was there, but she didn't get to play. Avery, who's a red shirt. So this is the first year all of us are playing together, and you know, um, I think that comes with it, and I think we can st- still still take some strides here at the end. It's still amazing to me that you guys have 10 freshmen on that roster. I know. It's ten. kind of exciting. <laughs> it's exciting, huh? I think so. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure you're a mentor for some of those girls, but 10 freshmen is almost unheard of, isn't it, Hannah? I know. In college basketball? You know, I really like it, though, because it's like a total transition from last year for me. I had a lot of veterans, you know, everybody's you know, wobbling around, their bodies are hurting, and then we got these 10 fresh bodies, and that got a lot of energy, a lot of positivity, and I like it. It's contagious. keeps us young. <laughs> and, and they've shown flashes, right? Several oh, for of sure. Them. Yeah. yeah. That's why I have, I have high hopes for the rest of the season. I know we can make a little run here just because of the kind of people we have on the team. I should know this, but you, do you have another year left after this, or is this it for you? I actually have my senior year, and then I have my COVID year oh, okay. as well, so nice. two years. All yeah. right. Do you plan to stay for that long? Yeah, I'm yeah. planning on it, yeah. Are you? <laughs> you got to play as long as you can, right? I know. I love it. I don't want to work. I don't want to work <laughs> <laughs> That's a good attitude to have. Work is the last resort. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, we talked to some of the, the men's players, too, in their same way. I want to uh, – Dalen Kuhn said this. Matt Johnson said this to me the other night. I want to play. I just want to play as yeah, long as I can. And, and And when it's over, I'll find something else to do. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when I'm done playing basketball, I'll, I'll be ready to move on. I put everything into this. It's like once I'm done, I'll be ready. <laughs> Any idea what you might want to do after basketball? Um, I have a few I, crazy ideas. I'm kind of like real estate, thinking mm-hmm. about that, maybe even going to my minors in uh, journalism 
journalism um, and media. So I think about stuff there. Um, my big dream is always to be an interior designer, but we'll see. We'll see. I got oh. a lot of ideas, but we'll see where it takes me. Right. Real estate, interior design, and journalism. I'm yeah, that's a, a lot of <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a great combo. That's a great combo. The journalism thing, it, is there an interest in broadcasting, writing, or I do you think, know yet? Um, I took a class in media writing, and I really enjoyed that. Um, it was something I've never experienced before. My professor said that I really had a niche for it, so I think I might go that way. Class uh, video production, mm. so I'm learning all the like back camera, all the stuff behind the scenes. So that's really interesting to me too. We'll see. We'll see where God takes me. <laughs> You're going to have the opportunity. I I, sw- I know that you are to do color on the radio at some point. Oh really? Whether it's your high school yeah. or in Pueblo or here, whatever it might be. Because you're such a good player and you're so articulate and now you're in journalism, you're going to get that opportunity. What would you think about that? That would be really exciting. Yeah. I would have a lot of fun fun talking about anything like this. This is fun for me. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Good. good. And talking about basketball, X's yeah, and O's. Yeah, things I love, up. yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll get back to your team in a moment, but uh, you come from a basketball family. Talk, yes. talk about that. I know your brother's at Regis, but talk yeah. about the rest my of the game. My brother's at Regis. My sister's currently the Dobo, actually, at Montana University. Oh. Um, I know she wants to coach later on, but this is kind of her step into the gets to the next step um but yeah basketball family my dad played basketball um my mom did theater and stuff like that um but yeah basketball family and my siblings have definitely put me to work today uh, at my previous high school i played yeah um, this is the first season he's having a lot of fun is he he doesn't ever not mention his girls team when i call him <laughs> i'll just be playing after the game i'm like dad what adjustment should i make he's like well you know my team this is what we're doing i'm like okay dad <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. All right. You were on this show last year, and I'll never forget this, Hannah. And I was asking about your shooting because you're such a great yeah. three-point shooter. Appreciate I think it. you're 92% free throw shooter this year, one of the best in the country. And I said, well, you know, why is that? And you said something like, well, I think maybe shooting 500 shots every morning in the yeah. summertime had something to do with that. Oh, I was like, yeah, that has, yeah. That has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I'm in the gym a lot, and it yeah. helps. Wow. Um, I just think the more reps I get, the more confident I am. And, I mean, if I'm shooting 500 shots I think taking that I wouldn't qualify to get in the gym. <laughs> Is that, it, do you ever find yourself uh, staying in the gym too long? Got to pull yourself yes. out? Um, yeah, especially because my body, it's getting older. I can definitely tell. Um, so staying in the gym too long, I have to set timers, stuff like that, especially this year, just because I have a, some knee problems but that I'm dealing with but overall just time management getting in there getting what I need to get done the problem is it's like that's like my safe space so I like being in there for hours and hours because I just feel very comfortable there even if it's just shooting free throws messing around doing some fun layups I just really like being in the gym it's like my second home how about in the summertime when you go back to I assume you go back to Pueblo yeah we get the month of May off and I go home yeah Yeah. are you in the gym most days yeah I usually go home and take a couple days off but that time my siblings will be home hmm. and my brother is like the hardest worker I know. Let's go. So when I'm like sitting on the couch taking my two days off, he's in the gym and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, <laughs> I, I start feeling guilty uh, and then it just, yeah, we're always in the gym. That's what we do. We go lift together. We'll go to the gym in the morning. We'll come back, eat, go back to the gym. It's, yeah, it's well, just kind of part of our lives. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. A basketball life, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Other siblings besides your brother at Regis? Uh, my, my older sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's it? Three of you yeah. guys? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm right. the youngest. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Very good. Um, how was that high school basketball experience? Was it, it good was, for you? Yeah. It was really interesting. Because I was um, on my school for my school career. Oh. 
Um, and then when my brother was, I was home all by myself, so my junior year, since I was public school, so the first time I heard that phone call, then I did online, and then when my brother left, and I was home by myself, I went to public school. So it was, it was really fun. I had a great time. I loved online school. I loved public school. Um, playing basketball in Pueblo was nice. Everybody knew each other. Yeah. There's a lot of high schools, though. You'd be kind of surprised, but it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. When you went to public school for the first time and played basketball, were they like, oh, who is this person? Where'd she come from? <laughs> well, since I, cause I played at Pueblo West my high school, even when I was online school, so people knew me from sports. Oh, okay. um, and then once I started coming to school, everyone was pretty excited. They were like, oh, that's Hannah from basketball. And I knew a lot of the... Um, administration because I had to do a lot of paperwork in order to be online schooled and play there. So, and I had a lot of friends from the basketball team, so I fit I fit right in with them. So it was a lot of fun. It was it was a transition for sure because that was crazy, especially going to the cafeteria for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> that was I'm crazy. Sure, I'm sure. But it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd do it again. Um, it, it, that Pueblo high school basketball scene. Uh, other players that you played with or against go on to play college like you did. Um, let's see. I know actually my brother's fiance currently. Oh. She played at CSU Pueblo for a year. She played with me my um, freshman year, so okay. she played. And then I have a friend. She's at a school in California, D1, that's playing right now. Um, but other than that, not from my class. Mm. All right. Um, the the uh, the whole high school basketball scene in the state of Colorado seems like, especially for women, it's just growing all the time. Yeah, I see I see commitments to college mm-hmm. Division one schools. Yeah, so much more than I used to from 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 uh, the females. I, am I seeing that right? Yeah, I would have to agree. I think there's a lot of talent um, coming from, especially Pueblo. I think we have yeah. some good talent um, up and coming. The ins and outs over there. <laughs> so I think there's some players to look at for sure. Come on, high school. Any place else you seriously consider right here? Um, well, kind of. I actually decided to come here pretty quickly, but I did have a few other offers. Um, I was considering Hawaii, uh, Nebraska, Omaha, a couple of schools in Utah. Um, but I honestly, I just wanted to play D1, um, and I want to stay close to home. Yeah. And once I got this offer, I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Mm. This is this is exactly what I need. I don't need to go far. This is what I wanted to do. Um, so yeah. And you haven't looked back. You I haven't lo- looked love back. I love it here. Yeah. And just being able to have my parents courtside, especially yeah. this year, it's just amazing because. I know when my sister was playing and my brother was playing, all they wanted to do was watch me, and I feel like that's one thing I can do to give back to them for all the hard work they did for me. Coach Kristen says that all the time, or she, not all the time, but she told me a couple of times, your, your family is yeah. incredibly supportive, not just yeah. of you, but of her and this program. Yeah, she is. Both my, both my mom and my dad, they are. Um, they, they just recently got courtside seats, which is pretty exciting this <laughs> nice. year. So I love having them right there. They, they just love basketball and whatever we're doing. They support the coaches, the players. You know, I feel like my dad knows the team. He's like, oh, yeah, Luca. Oh, this one, this one, Casey. Um, my mom. So, yeah, they just love supporting. Say anything to you in the game? Um, I hear my mom. My mom is loud. me. Actually, more than my dad. She's like, what are you doing? Shoot the ball. <laughs> my dad, he's calmed down a lot more. He's kind of gone through this um, and a little settled down now. So they don't say much. They just cheer and support us. Um, but then, then after, or even the next day, because he knows after the game, sometimes he's not ready to hear anything. Yeah, He'll be yeah. like, 
You gotta be ready for that, yes, especially yes, from dad. Right? Yes. You know, I did the Denver Nuggets on the radio for 18 seasons and, and sat courtside for most of those. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, Hannah, the things you hear when you're oh, courtside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're hearing yeah. a few stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can be pretty interesting, especially when I've gone to like I've gotten to see a couple men's games. There are some people who sit right, like people who sit courtside. Like, Whoa, what is yeah. going on? Yeah, it's amazing how many people I've seen. Yes, building. Yeah. The NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's brought by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance for Life, Goat Sports Bar. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Hannon Simmontel, the uh, point guard, off guard guard for the women's women's team. Just a terrific talk about her team in a moment. Back after this on KFKA. Welcome back, folks, to the Goat Sports Bar here in Greeley with the UNC Coaches Show. It's brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance. We've got women's basketball theme tonight. Hannah Simmontel, guard for the team, is with me in the first segment and this one as well. Then we'll get to the coach, Krista Matillo. Um, I want to ask you about, uh, we'll get back to your team in a moment, but the, the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you come from that basketball family. Yes. A lot of times, Hannah, I've seen anyway, that basketball family, the kids kind of reject that. They're like, no, I, I don't want to do it because mom and dad and older brother did it, older yeah. sister. Not for you, though, huh? You bought well, in. Well, it did happen to me because I initially played basketball, and then um, my mom, as I mentioned, she did theater and ballet. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to try that. So I did that for about five, four years. Did you? Wow. Um, and my dad was fully supportive. He built me a ballet bar. Um, he put up a mirror in my room, and that was my thing. And until it was like when you decide to do ballet around 13 you have to make the decision if you're going to like go to new york and Mm. be gone or if you're going to stay and then you just kind of perform locally um and once i got to that age i was like yeah i'm not sure if i want to do that i don't want to leave home and i did a basketball camp with my dad and then i loved how competitive it was and i missed that so then i went back to basketball so i had my little going out ballet phase and then i returned home (laughs) nice nice you know i built a bar one time but i don't think it was a ballet bar oh nice (laughs) and anyway turn it uh, up or down up okay yeah we're just trying to get the right volume here in the goat sports bar and i think we're there Right now. Okay. Um, next question. You've been asked this a million times, maybe mm-hmm. your family too, but any thoughts about coaching when you're done? Ah, man, I don't think so. Really? I, I'm not going to shut anything down, but as of right now, I don't think so. Um, that takes a lot of patience, yeah. and I don't know if I have that. <laughs> <laughs> I really salute people who coach because it is a hard job. <laughs> you know, it's a really interesting story. Steve Smiley told me his coaching story. So his dad was a high school coach, very similar to you. Older mm-hmm. brother played football, I think, at college. But Steve was a great uh, high school basketball player and then played in South Dakota. But uh, he had no desire to coach. He mm-hmm. said, I don't, want to, I don't want to do what my dad did. I want that business. So he's going to grad school and volunteers to help out as a volunteer assistant at a tiny school, NAIA school in Texas, and decided that's what he wanted to do. Really? He volunteered. And then he loved it, and here he is, the head coach at UNC. I know. See, that might maybe that'll happen you to ne- me. You never maybe. say never. Yeah, right? and I don't want to shut it down because I love basketball, and maybe when I'm done playing, that'll be my next thing to stay connected to it. But I honestly feel like when I'm done with basketball, I've just put so much into it, I'm just mm-hmm. going to be tapped out and be like, yep, yeah. that's done now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good for you. You know what? Do what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, seriously, don't do it because your family did it mm-hmm. or your older brother or sister or sure. dad, whatever. 
I tell I tell young people all that. Do it because you want to do it. Because then you won't have the passion for it. Yeah. You want to do what you want to do, and you'll have that passion. All right. Back to your team. Uh, you guys play on Thursday, and you have a noon start. Yes. All right. The men had a 9 o'clock start. You guys have a yes. noon start. Yes, it's our talk kids' about, game. Yeah, talk yeah. about that game. Uh, we just invite all the kids in the community. They come, and, I mean, it's packed. It's like I really? remember last year we played Idaho State. Um, and they were number one at the time, uh-huh. and we had our kids' game, and it was so loud. I mean, they were screaming for everything. And you ne- you always knew when the 10-second shot clock was going down because <laughs> that is what they looked forward to, <laughs> like screaming 10 all the way down to Counted one. Down. Yeah, and, I mean, it's packed. It's really a fun atmosphere. Um, and I, It's one of my favorite games, actually. Really? Yeah. So you do anything with the kids before or after the game, or they um, just show up and Well, sometimes we'll do the autographs at the end of the game. We'll yeah. line up and give autographs with our um, posters and our schedules, but nothing really before, but it's just really fun just yeah. to see everybody. Yeah. It seems like you like kids. Like I do. Yeah. I do. I do. Not yeah. when they're crazy, but, I, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I like staying young. Like I, if I could pick an age to stay, I would be being little. Yeah. Um, I just had so much fun as a kid. So, I, yeah, I do gravitate towards uh, kids. <laughs> I love it. All right. The game of basketball, Hannah, for you, what, uh, throw aside your, your family being involved in the game. What yeah. is it about the game that you – because you love it, I can tell. Yeah. What is it about that game that you like so much? I don't know. Like I was saying before, just being in the gym, I just am so comfortable there, yeah. and it's like yeah. big stress relief for me. Um, it's like doesn't matter what's going on at school or with my family or anything else. Once I get in the gym, it's, it's just like relief. Um, and I just really love the sport. I love the competitive edge. I like. I'm a really nice person, but I like to be able to go on the court and not be the nicest person sometimes. <laughs> but and sometimes, sometimes I got to work on that. I'm a little too nice sometimes, yeah. but. I just feel like basketball is just like just a whole different version of myself, and I just love the competitive atmosphere. Mm. And I don't know, it's it's just I just it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever? And I'll preface this question. I was going to say, do you ever get tired of the sport? And and I preface by saying, I do the Rockies on the radio. We have 162 games. We yeah. Have 15, 20 spring training games. It's a lot. It's mm-hmm. baseball every day. And I get this question a lot. Do you ever get tired of it? Uh, so how about you with basketball? I don't think I ever get tired of it. Sometimes I'm like, man, we got another day pack. Yeah. Man, we got this. But it's never like I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I always know that I'll, I'll get my motivation back probably tomorrow the next day. Yeah. And when staying true to the grind, it never cheats you. That's what my dad always tells me. The grind never cheats you. So I always show up and – I have I haven't grown tired of it yeah. yet. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Um, doing doing the Nuggets for 18 years. Uh, somebody asked me about doing those games too, and the schedule obviously is a lot easier. Yeah. You play half the games you do in baseball. But I told him this sort of just came out to really think about it. But there had never been in 18 years uh, a game where I wasn't excited about driving to the arena mm-hmm. and doing the game. I, I think you're the same way, right? I agree. Yeah. Always always looking forward to the next. I know, one. and people will be like, it's just the same thing every day, or it's the same yeah. thing. But I enjoy that. I'm like very military routine. I like my days to be the same. Oh, it's game day. I get up. I go shoot. I do this. I do this. I do this. And it's, I love that stuff. Yeah. I just fall in love with the routine. All right. In your mind, and you got your coach over here, so I know you won't, you won't get into too, too many details, <laughs> but in your mind, what's it take for you guys to be playing your best basketball mm-hmm. come tournament time? What are, what are the areas, we, hey, we got to do this or stay away from that to be successful? I think just honing into, like, we're doing this as a group, like, all together. It's not, I got to keep my man in front. It's five against the ball or it, we're all on off. It's not, I'm just getting a shot. I'm getting somebody else a shot. And I think we've had moments of that where we see it and we really excel. Um, and I think just going back to that and being able to do that again, and it'll come. I, I can feel it like we're right on the edge mm-hmm. of it and I know it'll come and just locking into doing this together. I think that'll be the biggest thing for us. All right. Let me get to the other side of that. Then you individually, you, you, you pleased with the season you've had so far? Yeah. I mean, I just wish we could get some more wins. That's yeah. my biggest thing. Um, 
I'm just trying to do what I can to help my team win. That's the ultimate goal. And, I mean, if we win and I don't score, I will be the happiest person. Um, so just getting that W is, is what I wish we could do more. But we have games and we can finish that out. 39%, I think, on three points uh, mm-hmm. shooting this year and 92% on free throws. So obviously your shooting is great. Do you um, feel like you need to or want to take more three-point attempts? Uh, you know I don't really think about it um, that much when I'm in the game, but I do understand that in order for my team to win, I do have to be yeah. a scoring threat, and yeah. I think that's something that I can always bring to the table, um, whether that's threes, uh, pull-ups, finishes, anything like that. But I definitely know my role, and I know my team needs that from me. So um, these next couple games, I am excited. Yeah. All right, free throw shooting, 92%, one of the yeah. best in the country at, fr- at free throw shooting. And in the fourth quarter, I don't know the numbers, coaches – in the fourth quarter you like haven't missed <laughs> or maybe just missed one later in the game the better you are is that a conscious thing i know honestly it's like i've just shot so many free throws yeah. like i just like i told you the more i shoot the more confident i am and it's funny too because when i was in high school i used to hate shooting free throws really? at the end of the game it used to be like I hated it, but I knew I hated it, so I had to be good at it. Wow. And I was like, if I'm going to be there and I'm going to hate it, I better be really good at it. So <laughs> I would just shoot a lot of free throws. And ever since then, like, it's just kind of a habit now. Like, okay, they're going to foul me. I'm knocking them down. And if I don't, well, I'm going to get back there and I'll get another chance. So. <laughs> All right, I got one more question for you, but I got to tell you this too. And I think I might have mentioned this last year when you were on the show, but my ex-college roommate uh, at South Dakota State, I played baseball, and he was a swimmer mm-hmm. of all things. And uh, he is a national uh, free throw shooting champion. So he okay. went to the nationals and he set the record for 50 plus, 50 age, uh, age 50 and older. He made 498 out of 500. Wow. I just, 498 uh, be, out of 500. Yes. That's so incredible. being a great free throw shooter, I would just throw that number at you. I know. Maybe I'll try that. See how <laughs> yeah, good I, I do. Should. And they have, uh, too, Hannah, he has a record with the most free throws made with a female partner. So mixed combination mm-hmm. in, in 60 seconds wow. in one minute. That's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. So they uh, they have a couple records together. Yeah. I think you I should have do to, that someday. I know. I should. I have to owe it probably to my dad though, because at the end of every workout, he used to make my brother make fifty free throws in a row. Ooh. And then when I started working out pretty seriously with him, it, mine was thirty. Mm. And then I used to get really upset that mine wasn't fifty, <laughs> so then I would try to get fifty. Um, so I don't know. Shoot a lot of free throws, and they go in. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you were gonna uh, pick a relay, or uh, free throw partner who would it be would it be your brother your dad teammate probably my probably my dad maybe my he's brother a, still I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know when my dad gets in the zone it's like a whole whole different guy really? but, uh, but my brother too my brother he's a great shooter and if it's a competition it doesn't matter what it is he's winning <laughs> he's so yeah. i think i'd probably have to put my brother <laughs> oh, very nice all right i know you got to get going you have a i think a team function tonight you guys have a dinner but hannah thanks for stopping over i appreciate it Great yeah to see thank you, you again. so much for having me yeah absolutely hannah simmontel everybody all right from that women's team uh what a terrific player and i didn't know she had two more years left i'm looking forward to that as well we'll take a break this is the unc coaches show we're live here on kfka it's brought to you by mark larson state farm insurance we're back after this We are broadcasting live from the Goat Sports Bar here in Greeley on a cool Tuesday night. Kristen uh, Matillo, the women's coach, with me. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> yeah, and a round of applause for the women's head coach, Krista Coach K, as I call her. There's only two Coach Ks in the world, Mike Krzyzewski and this one right to my left here. 
<laughs> happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, yeah, happy Valentine's Day to you as well. All right, uh, road trip. It was uh, You guys lose two out of three. You won at Weber State, then lost at Portland State, and then after that at uh, Sac State. At Sac State, yep. that's right. Yeah, so talk about the road trip. I know it was a, a tough one. Yeah, so we just finished actually a five-game and ten-day stretch, yeah. which, which is – which is quite a few. So we played two at home, and then we finished the final three on the road. So we were literally on the road for seven straight days. We missed a whole week of school. Um, but g- girls did a great job. We started at Weber State and, um, and really came out of the gates quick, and, and I thought we really controlled that game, most of the game. Uh, we were a very physical team, and, and they played through the paint. And, and I thought we just did a good job of rebounding and post players defending and, and, and just taking care of business there. So we go from Utah, and then we travel to Portland uh, that next day. And, and Portland State, a little bit different game. They actually came out of the gates really quickly. And, and we got behind, and we came back, and we tied it up with just a couple minutes left in the game. And, and literally the game was tied. They, hit, they drill a huge three ball. Um, late in the game with just under a minute, um, and, and, and we advanced it and, and, and just were, were not able to tie that back up or to put it in the overtime because we would have had to force that overtime. But that was a great game against the Portland State team that, you know, was um, is, has really come along and, and playing well this season. And then we go to Sac State, who was for a while number one in our yeah, league. Very veteran team, so almost the complete opposite of us if – you know, they brought in, I call them one-and-dones, three or four one-and-dones where they're only there for a year, and then they're all starting, and then we have um, a, a lot of freshmen on our team right now. So uh, they came out, they, they shot the ball extremely well, and uh, we never really recovered from that. So we, you know, did everything we could, change up our defenses. They have a 6'4 post player that wow. leads the league in double-doubles, so she's one of the top in the country, and I thought just exposed us a little bit in the paint. Um, and, and all of our posts are, are young and, and youthful and a great learning opportunity of just how we got to play a little bit more phys- physical in the paint um, and control that area. So all good just learning experience f- for us um, as, as we head into this final stretch, which takes us, you know, to the home, home stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said at the beginning of the year you thought one of the keys when I had you on was um, your young uh, players developing, 10 freshmen on this team. You feel like as a group, Kristen, they've done that? They've developed? I, I think so. I, they're learning through the fire is the yeah. best way to say it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, every time we watch film, every time we're in a practice, the good thing with these, these freshmen are in our offices every day. Mm-hmm. They're watching film. They're doing little things that actually most younger players don't do so I think they understand that they're being put in these situations um, and they have a hunger just to learn and keep growing and uh, that's the encouraging piece is that these young ones are really hungry even though sometimes they're getting punched in in the face Um, you know at times they struggle to score and the speed and the pace of the game but then there's moments they do things and you're like okay if I got that for three more years after this, mm. that's great. That's great for our program and the future for where we're going. I'm not surprised when you say, hey, these girls are in our office. They're attentive. They're, they're watching film. They're doing all the stuff we're asking them to do. Um, when I was privileged to come and speak to your team a while back, everybody's looking in the eye. That doesn't happen a lot with college kids, Kristen. I've, I spoke to a lot of them. Every one of them had eye contact with me. Yeah, first class. They're yeah. just first class yeah. young ladies, and they do things with excellence, which is what we want to recruit. But they're the top academically as well. So it's not just like they're putting in the work in the cl- in the on the court. You know, like a Hannah Simmental who just spoke. I mean, she's 4.0 student. You know, so as much as she's in the gym, she's also in the books, mm-hmm. studying and prepping. So 
I, I think they value learning. They value knowledge. They, they value somebody like you coming and speaking and, and dropping wisdom on them that they can take it and, and use it as nuggets in life. So um, as, as much as we are young, we are mature in some of those areas where they just have a good foundation underneath them. How about some of the upperclassmen? You'd be pleased with uh, the leadership they provided for these 10 freshmen? I, I think so. You know, Hannah was talking about it. Sometimes she's too nice, yeah. and she is, but she's also, you know, she has a – a side to her where she can be direct and, and really pull out a greatness out of her teammates mm-hmm. that maybe early on, and she's young, she's just a junior. So last year her main focus was how can I be a, a scorer, and she was our leading scorer. Now there is a much more leadership role where it's it's not just, you know, leading by action. There's a vocalness. Mm-hmm. It's it's keeping the team on the same page. And, you know, I have a leadership team, and, and I send them nuggets all the time, and, you know, and one of the final sayings I always say is lead well today. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. Yeah. And, and it's because it's hard to be a leader. It, yeah. It's hard to, to, to take a group of, you know, whoever it could be, but our, for us, a basketball team, and keep everybody on the same page and, and seeing that vision of where you're going every single day. But I, I would say Hannah and, and, and the leadership team that we have, they do an excellent job of it. Speaking of Hannah, um, she's almost 40% three-point shooter, so I'm guessing you're doing all you can to try to get her some looks, huh? And, and we could do more if, if really? we could. So she doesn't get enough shots, I would say, but she gets everybody's best defenders. They literally are, are – they cha- the, the goal is to chase her off the three-point line. Yeah, yeah. So a, an area she's improved on actually since we've gotten here and taken over is just her mid-range game, mid-range jumper, mm-hmm. being more aggressive. I mean, she's really had to learn how to study defense and what they're doing and what advantages she can create through that, whether it's th- while they're chasing her or a ball screen coverage of how they're going to defend that ball screen coverage. So – she gets everybody's best defenders, and I would also say that some teams brought in some transfer players that are actually better defenders than what she even had to go against last year. Yeah. So last year I thought we had two or so teams in our conference that really like made it tough. Now I feel like we got five or six teams or more that are like really have a player that they're quick, they're athletic. But you know what Hannah does a good job is is using her mind and her brain. Mm. She's not the quickest and most athletic, but. But her time and her investment in the gym allows her to see the game a little bit differently than most players. You sound a little bit like Steve Smiley last year when he had Drew Cookshausen. And, he, and he, he said, I can't drop enough three-point shots for him. I just there Every time he's on the court, i got to get him the ball. And on, on the other, at the other end, they would try to post him up all the time because he was 5'10". So you get that with Hannah sometimes too, or she's oh, got yeah. guard bigger players? Absol- absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and, and she, we, her physicality and what she – and this summer she spent a lot of time in the weight room. Mm. Now, you still look at her and you think she's a little half-pint and you can go post her up. But she, she has learned to protect herself and fend a little bit more in the paint. And the, most shooters, there is a physicality to the game that they lack. Mm. Uh, but that's why they're good shooters, too. So I think you have both. Then you bring on some bruisers alongside of them that kind of protect them and, and play the game through the paint maybe a little bit more than what she would do. Um, but, yeah, it, as, as you said, Coach Smiley, we can't get her enough looks. If she could shoot 10 threes for us every single game, that would be great because we know she's going to hit four, five, six yeah. of them. Um, it's it's just you know getting her those looks because she just has a great defense on her. When you have a shooter like that, does it uh, in your mind, coach, rub off on other players? You're like, I, I see Hannah take a hundred free throws after practice or shoot uh, fifty threes. Maybe I should do that. You see that with her? <laughs> I, I hope so. I yeah. do think that it bleeds over. I mean, yeah. she's the kid. I, I probably shouldn't give away all her secrets, but if if we have a two p.m. game on Saturday, 
She's in the gym at 6.30 wow. in the morning. Wow. And she has her own routine. It, it may be 60 to 90 minutes of whatever. I'm sure it's not hardcore, but mm-hmm. there's something that she's prepping through. And so she literally sets, you know, she sets the stage for how hard our team works and, and nobody outworks her. Now, I have several that work just as much as she does, but nobody. And you can't be the top in the country in little things like free throw percentages and three-point shooting if you don't invest you know, as, as she gives you those quotes from her dad, yeah. I mean, that's where she gets it from. That's and her family lives and breathes basketball. I mean, you love it. Her dad's a high school coach now, which she just told me a year ago. It's my dad's dream to be, mm. you know, a high school coach. If you could just retiring and coach. And, you know, her sister is a director of basketball ops at Montana right now. And her brother is obviously, as you know, finishing out at Regis. So it's just, it's in their family. And she says she might not coach, and I disagree. Really? She'll be a coach. Yeah. She, will, she loves it enough that she'll want to teach the next she, generation. She's got to be in that gym, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yep. I, I can kind of sense that. Somebody asked her that question. Um, uh, I was going to ask you, um, that, that family, uh, a bas- that basketball family like that, does that ever get overwhelming for you? I mean, does, does dad or mom call and say, hey, you know, why did you do this or why would you do that? I mean, you don't have any problem with, with parents at all. No, that, her fa- and. Our families are great. Our yeah. families are great. Um, no, I'll always welcome a phone call from a parent, yeah. and, and we talk about, Good for you, you know, we, we have, even in the beginning of the school year, we bring all of our families together, mm. and, and we have just, uh, we, we call it like family versus daughter competitions on uh-huh. the court, and we uh-huh. create things where they're competing against each other. But one of the things that we always say, you can always give me a call. They're going to call you. They may be homesick, or they may be frustrated with how they're playing. You know, but just that encouragement that they can give back to the player. Because I see them every day in practice, and I actually see see the good and the bad. Most yeah. of it's good, but I see those up and down days when they're learning and growing. But the biggest piece is that the parents just understand they're, they're growing. They're in growth mode. Yep. And uh, especially for our team this year, you know, and I actually was talking to a parent the other day. And I'm like, she's not taking a step back, nor is she taking – it's not back or forward right now. It's growth. And if you can see – her path through a lens of growth right now, then you have a little bit better appreciation mm. for when maybe she is mm. having the good and bad days. Mm. Good for you, Kristen. There are some coaches at the college level that won't talk to parents. I know several <laughs> of them. <laughs> uh, so good for you. Good. I'm, I'm glad. I you don't have that. to talk to as many. Uh, not like yeah, in high school. Yeah. So. Yeah. Still, yep. though, that's a, that's a good practice. This is the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance uh, Coaches Show. Kristen Matteo, the uh, women's coach, has joining us. Has joined us, and she'll be back for that final segment as well. We'll take one more break. We'll give away some prizes, and we'll come back and finish up with the women's coach, Kristen Matteo, here on KFKA. We continue here from the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley with the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance Coaches Show from UNC. And Kristen Matteo is the head coach for the women, has joined us in this last segment. And, all right, I talked to Hannah about this, but you have a noon start coming up on Thursday. What are you thinking? When, well, let me ask you this first. When you saw that first time, did you think it was a typo? That it's starting at noon? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, we, we're going to have 2,000. That's screaming awesome. fans, the next generation. That's awesome. And not only that, like when I was a kid, I got to go to one of these games, mm. and I will never forget sitting in the stand and being a part of that. So I think it's incredible. We work with District 6 school system, and, and our athletic department does a great job. I mean, last year was my first year obviously seeing it, and there's all kind of games and fun things for the kids to do. They We stuff them with candy and play music and do all kinds of things, and, and, the, and they get to watch basketball at the same time. So it, it's going to be a great environment, and, and I hope even, you know, we get more fans than 
you know, just the parents come with yeah. to watch as well because it's just a great opportunity to see a college women's college basketball game. But yeah, the kids get out of school in the middle of the day, so I guess it's like their field trip. Uh-huh. Um, and and we play sooner than later, so that's I think we have a pregame meal around eight a.m. and then wow. you know it's a couple hours later, you're, it's time to go. So yeah. I, it's as Hannah said, it's it's one of our most exciting games mm-hmm. of the year. Do you have to if you want to go to that game if you're a parent, get kids that. that might be interested. Do you have to buy tickets in advance? How would you do that? If somebody listening thought, hey, I didn't know about that. I'm going to bring my kid. Um, I know the, the kids get in for free. The, the parents may have, I think you, they can just purchase tickets when they get there. Okay. Um, so I would just go right to the ticket box, which is right in front of our arena. So it's pretty right. easy to find. Um, but I hope we get some parents. And, you know, even for us is we have summer basketball camps and there'll be a lot of opportunities for that of a little even little girls but we have little boys at our camps but they see it now they want to even hang out with our players that much more and then now we get them back in the summertime spend a little bit more time with them got idaho on thursday tell me about that matchup so round two with idaho um they're playing really well so out of their last five games they're four and one Mm. um little thing with idaho is they shoot the three really well so 48 percent of their shots come from the three-point line and they shoot at a really high percentage so when we played them uh, the first time around, we we beat them, um, and, and it was a really close game. Came down to the wire. Um, it literally came down to free throws and making some free throws. They're they're a great team. They're a veteran team. They have one of the best players in our league, Beyonce B, um, and, and she averages almost a double double. So that, we'll have a handful with her. I thought Delaney Byrne did a great job on her. They're both about the same height, six two, six three. They both shoot threes. They both post up. So you know, if you get to the game, that would be the matchup that I watch. Is, is watching those two go at it. Uh, but just very skilled and talented team. And, and again, we're going to have to defend the three-point line because that's they will shoot it and shoot it quick. Mm. Eastern Washington then on Saturday. Mm-hmm. How, about, how about that one? Eastern Washington, um, it, just the opposite, very defensive-minded team. Mm. And they can score, uh, but, but they really get up and, and try to dictate the game from the defensive side. So uh, we, we went down. We actually played – when we played at Eastern Washington, it was their kids' day, mm-hmm. and they had about 2,000 screaming fans. And we, I was just trying to get some of those kids to be on our side and cheering for us because yeah. it was so loud in there. Um, but th- they're going to come to town, so we get them for t- um, that second game. And, and, and I would anticipate just the same thing. It's a, it's a conference grind. It's the final home game for us, so we want to make sure that we take care of business with both games at home. Um, they have a couple players out, so we'll see if they're back in the lineup um, here um, by the time we see them on Saturday. And, and I just uh, they're a good team, well-coached team. They were young like we are now last year, so now they have a group of sophomores that, that are really kind of turning and, and, and making their program stand out a little bit. Let me switch gears a little bit and ask you about recruiting. Mm-hmm. Ten freshmen on your team this year, which is almost unheard of. We talked about that a bunch. Going after more freshmen next year or transfers? or What's, what's kind of the direction with your, with well, your club now? Yeah. <laughs> Um, we signed, we do, we have signed a, a player already in the early signing period, period. She's out of Texas. Uh, we actually w- recruited her for several years. Um, and she had about 18 division one wow. opportunities and it actually came down between us and Montana state, which was really? odd because she's a Texas girl oh. and then Montana state jumped in on it. So it came down between us and Man- Montana state and, and, uh, she went to Montana State visit first. Of course, you know, obviously that's a rival for us. Mm-hmm. Then she came here, and we actually t- she went and did hatchet throwing and some of the stuff with us and just had a great time with our, with our team. But so we will have a freshman coming in right now, only one, and, and we'll kind of see what happens. We'll probably sign somebody else late. Probably won't be a freshman, I would anticipate, maybe. 
um, somebody a little bit more veteran yeah. player that has a little bit more experience underneath them. Now with the transfer portal, do you have to wait longer to do your, to commit to recruits? I mean, do you have to wait until the season's over and see if he wants to transfer and look at your mm-hmm. roster at the well, end of the season? I, there's an ethical side to it. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes you're getting a lot of phone calls of somebody's not happy. And, and I really, I, I wanted, we try to do things the right way. Yeah. I know there's a lot of kids that aren't happy or maybe they're not getting the playing time that they want. But, yeah, you really can't talk or do anything till they're in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we tell some of the club coaches, AAU coaches. They can try to tip me off, but, you know, I, I just, the right thing to do is to play your season out, finish out, and then if you decide to make a change, but yeah, the portal is—it's crazy. There's a lot of kids that are going to be in that, and it's—you it, are recruiting against the rest of the country, so I think that's the challenging part. You may see somebody you like, well, so does a thousand other coaches yeah, yeah. <laughs> that see that as well. So, you know, I could see us recruiting from the transfer portal. We also have international uh, side that we recruit as well. There's a junior college, so there's a lot of different areas that you know you can bring in a more veteran player to help out yeah we had riley abercrombie on the show i think last week and he was a transfer in that transfer portal and he was talking about that and Kristen, he said when i went to the portal i realized there were 2200 other basketball players in it and i was overwhelmed by that i mean where do you start when you got 2000 yeah. players first what an incredible guy for our men's team yeah. because and he, though? you know he's doing a great job for them and and he'll he'll be back i think he has another year too so that was an incredible sign and yeah the portal can be good or somebody like him that's already had played almost a whole career and now he's finishing it out and even has a coverage year so yeah i think for the players it can be overwhelming uh, and for the coaches too because we all know as college coaches that the ncaa now permits you know the players they grant them one year to transfer they get a one-time transfer right now so but I think, you know, just find the right people. And as we say, we, we want players that want to grow their roots and, and be here and, and really, you know, be a part of building and growing and something special. And, and we take pride in that, too. So I, I would envision, you know, it could happen. It could happen to our team. But, you know, it, it's, you know, I hope we have a lot of Hannah Simmentals as well that are like, I love where I'm at. And, and, and they want to, you know, flourish and thrive in what we're doing, not just on the basketball court, but there's like a whole college experience, you know, that we want our players to have. I've talked to some coaches who, when they started working and dealing with that transfer portal, um, they were overwhelmed. Others like, this is great. Look at all these players I get to choose from. What about you when you first started looking at that transfer portal? What, what were your thoughts? <laughs> You're... <laughs> I call it, it's like smash and grab. Yeah. <laughs> you have three weeks to recruit a player. I hear you. The, where I struggle is because I like the longevity of recruiting sometimes. I like to get to know the families, mm-hmm. the players, know all about them. You know, where in the transfer portal, you literally, you may have a week or two and you got to get the kid in it, because at the same time, there's however many other schools mm-hmm. reaching out to. So is it, a, is it a player that fits our system and our style and what we need? Can they fill a role? Because I don't want to bring a transfer in that can't step in and make an immediate impact, you know, if possible. So there's a lot of things that go into it. It can be overwhelming. There is an art to it, too. You do have to know how to study it. But there's also a lot of software out there now that helps you, you know, prep for if you're looking for a post player or a guard and kind of what specifically that you want, which is crazy too. Yeah, right. So there's a, there's a lot wow. that goes into it and it can be overwhelming. Um, but you, you, there, it, there can be some good, good to it as well. Mm. I think there's an app for everything, isn't there? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a recruiting app or more yes. than one. I'm sure. Right. Yes. Yeah. Steve Smiley was showing me some stuff the other day. All right. Uh, and this game on Thursday, Hannah was saying that her favorite part with the kids there is the shot clock winding down. 
They start with 10 <laughs> and 1. Do they do that for your team or the opposite team or both? I think they were doing it all throughout the game. Were they? Now, if we could get them to go like, you know, 3-2-1 when there's 10 seconds left for the other team, that go. would be beneficial. But I, just that they're aware of the shot clock is good. So somebody's staring at it, which is yeah. a good thing. I think it will just be good. They get out of school. They get to, you know, as we talk about, we just did the little, um, what was it, um, girls and females in sports day, or I can't mm-hmm. even think of what it, what it's actually called, national something. You know, now you just give these young girls, but little boys too, a chance to see, like, this could be something that I do and that I want to do, maybe down the road. You mentioned that uh, you had a game you went to as a kid like that. What what game, What was it? What was that? that I was matchup? in middle school. Yeah, I really? was actually watching just a high school game. Oh. But if you made good grades, you got to pick, you know, one or two things, and I picked this basketball ah, game okay. to go. And it was actually a, a guy's game, so it was boys. I wasn't even watching girls, but I just loved it. And so mm. that that was – and there wasn't a whole bunch of girls that picked going to the really? boys' basketball game, but I guess I did. So. What, were, what were the other options? <laughs> I don't even know. I can't remember. I just know there wasn't a lot of girls sitting no, in there. A I lot need, of the boys I need to know it. what those options were, Kristen. <laughs> Do you know how many years ago? That was a long time oh, I ago. Know. I, I hear you. I can't remember what I had to eat yesterday, <laughs> let alone what happened in middle school. All right. Got the game coming up on Thursday, noon start. So, uh, again, as you said, people can just go to the box office and buy tickets. And the kids, is there an age limit? Do they get free they would do another, just any age limit of getting in free on Thursday, the kids game. The what? Oh, two and under is free. Okay. So two and under, the the the, the kids side of it is through the the district six school. Okay. So you, the classrooms are are coming, and oh, that's set you. up a little bit differently than just anybody kind of coming in. Okay, gotcha. So. All right. Great to talk to you again. Great thanks to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's thanks for good. coming out here. Thanks for lining up Hannah as well, one of my favorites, and she was terrific. And if she doesn't go into coaching, she can go into journalism, broadcasting. She's really good on the <laughs> yeah. air, just like, just she like is. you are. Yes, she is. So, so good luck uh, Thursday and Saturday. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate All right. it. Krista Mateo, women's coach for UNC, always a great interview, always insightful, and uh, had some great giveaways as well. Did a great job with that. we got one more water bottle giveaway as well. That'll do it for our show. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Mark Larson, State Farm Insurance. It's our sponsor. We'll talk to you next week on KFKA.